Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Hey, faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and happy Friday. This is Jen here with the P40 Ministries podcast. I just can't believe that we are already in February. That's just insane to me that we're in the second month of 2021. Valentine's Day is only a few days away, so definitely take a look at the shop, www.p40ministries.com slash shop. Take a look at the limited edition Valentine's Day items that I have in the store before they go away. Everything in the store was uh, actually designed by myself. I started the store because I love doing creative design. Um, I use a program on my computer to to create my designs. And then I put them on the t-shirts and mugs and whatever else I sell. But I just love doing it. And actually years ago, not to rabbit trail too much, but years ago, I actually was considering going into graphic design for a living. But let's go ahead and start reading Genesis chapter 31 verses 36 through 44. We left off where Jacob had fled his father-in-law Laban and he took his two wives with him and also his two um, concubines and also Jacob's entire family his sons and his one daughter and he took everything that he owned including all of his cattle and sheep and camels and all that stuff and just left because Laban was mistreating Jacob and also Laban had changed his attitude towards Jacob as well and Jacob could feel that I think Jacob could kind of feel this sense that he might be in danger soon because of his father-in-law and plus God had also told Jacob to leave that he was done with Laban he was done with all that and it was time for Jacob to just go basically Jacob just leaves without telling his father-in-law Laban doesn't find out until three days later Because even though Jacob lived in Laban's community, I should say, it wasn't like Jacob lived in Laban's house. He lived in the area. Jacob leaves and Laban doesn't know about it until somebody comes up and tells Laban, you know, your your son-in-law just left. Laban freaks out and chases after Jacob. He's super angry. In a sense, he sort of feels like he owns Jacob. Jacob had been slaving for him for probably close to 21 years or 20 years by this point. And plus, father-in-laws can be overbearing sometimes because not only was Jacob Laban's servant, but he had also married Laban's two daughters. So how much worse is that situation for Jacob? But anyway, let's start reading out of Genesis chapter 31. Verses 36 through 44, I will read out of the W.E.B. version like I usually do. But go ahead and grab your cup of coffee and let's go ahead and start reading. Jacob was angry and argued with Laban. Jacob answered Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin that you have hotly pursued me? Now that you have felt around in all my stuff, what have you found of your household stuff? Set it here before my relatives and your relatives that they may judge between us two. These twenty years I have been with you, your ewes and your female goats have not cast their young, and I haven't eaten the rams of your flocks. That which was torn of your animals, I didn't bring it to you, 
I bore its loss. Of my hand you required it, whether it was stolen by day or stolen by night. This was my situation. In the day, the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep fled from my eyes. These twenty years I have been in your house. I served you for fourteen years for your two daughters, and for six years for your flock, and you have changed my wages ten times." Unless the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me, surely now you would have sent me away empty. God has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands, and he rebuked you last night. Laban answered Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children. The flocks are my flocks. All that you see is mine. But what can I do today to these my daughters, or to their children whom they have borne? Now come, let's make a covenant, you and I. Let it be for a witness between me and you. One last thing I forgot to mention before I read that. After Laban had hotly pursued Jacob, he rummaged through all of Jacob's stuff because he accused Jacob of stealing his household idols or his household gods. But Jacob had not stolen them. In fact, Rachel, Jacob's wife and Laban's daughter, was the one who had stolen them. But she deceived Laban, and he ended up not being able to find them. But that wasn't until after he tore apart all Jacob's stuff by trying to find his gods. And at this point, Jacob is infuriated. He was angry because firstly, Laban was a cruel person to him for 20 years. And secondly, now Laban has hotly pursued them for seven days. It says seven days Laban pursued them. And Laban was traveling fast. Like he was going 45 miles per day. And back then that was a long, long day of travel. So he was going fast and he was trying to get to Jacob and honestly to harm him. It wasn't until God appeared to Laban in a dream that very night and said to Laban, you better not touch Jacob, that Laban was no longer going to harm Jacob for fleeing him. And God took care of his two wives as well and also all of Jacob's sons. He took care of everybody. But now Laban cannot harm Jacob because God's wrath would be upon him at that point. I think Laban understands that. So at this point, after rummaging through all of Jacob's stuff, Jacob becomes infuriated. And he's like, you know, I have served you for 20 years. Firstly, you cheated me for 14 years and I had to slave for your two daughters. And then for six years after that, I served for my own flocks because you promised me flocks and I didn't receive them from you. And I slaved for you for another six years. He says, you also changed my wages 10 times. But during all this, this shows how honest Jacob is. He was an honest character. He was he was a very um, upright person. And he says, you know, after these 20 years I've been with you, your ewes and your female goats have not cast their young. So basically Jacob is saying, I made sure that your female sheep and your female goats took care of their young. They didn't cast them away. They didn't have miscarriages, any of that. I was very careful to make sure that the young were taken care of. And then he says, I also haven't eaten any of the rams of your flocks. So he didn't steal any of the rams to feast upon. He didn't do anything like that. And then he also says after that, the ones that were torn apart by animals, I didn't bring you to the carcass. Instead, I bore its loss. I actually looked that verse up. Back then there was a custom 
that if a shepherd saw a wolf coming and taking one of the sheep, the shepherd could chase after the wolf and try to harm the wolf or kill the wolf in order to drop the sheep. But if the sheep was already, let's say, torn apart, unfortunately, by the wolf, then the shepherd could go to the owner of the flocks, take them to the torn apart sheep and say, look, I did my best, but this is what happened. The shepherd would not be required to provide another sheep or have his wages taken away from him for that sheep. But Jacob says, I didn't even do that. I actually provided you with another sheep if a wolf came and tried to take a sheep from the flock. In fact, it even says that of my hand, you required it. So Jacob's saying here that Laban actually required him to replace any lamb or goat that was stolen by wolves or even by people. Jacob says, it was taken out of my wages when that happened, or I supplied another goat or sheep to you from my own flock. Then Jacob goes on to explain the hardships he went through working under Laban. He says, you know, in the daytime, the sun was beating down on me. I was hot. I was miserable, but I still took care of your sheep. At night, there was frost and I was freezing, yet I still took care of your sheep. I slaved for you for 20 years, no matter what the weather was, no matter what the conditions were. And he even says, and my sleep fled from my eyes. That's a really old fashioned way of saying that Jacob didn't get any sleep. He says to Laban, I didn't even get much sleep when I was working for you because I was out there freezing my butt off trying to take care of your flocks in the middle of the night when there's frost on the ground and I didn't even get much sleep while I worked for you. And he says to Laban, look, during all of this, out of all this slavery that I did for you and how honest I was towards you, you changed my wages 10 times and tried to cheat me 10 different times. You cheated me twice for my two wives. I served you for 14 years because of that. And then he says to Laban, if God had not been with me, you would have tried to destroy me. You would have taken every single thing that I have. You would have taken away my wives. You would have taken away your two daughters from me. You would have taken away all of my sheep and everything that I owned and you would have sent me away empty handed is what he says. But thankfully God is on my side, the God of my father Isaac and the God of my grandfather Abraham. And something else he says in verse 42, he says, and the fear of Isaac, which in a different translation that I was reading, I think it was the NLT, it actually translated that as the fearful God of my father Isaac. So God is fearful and this fearful God had come to Laban the night before and this is what Jacob is saying to Laban. Thankfully, the fearful God of my father Isaac came to you in a dream and said not to harm me. Otherwise, you would have tried to harm me. So after this entire venting that uh, Jacob does on Laban, Laban, it's kind of funny his response because he can't really condemn Jacob. He's now realizing potentially that Jacob had done all this stuff for him. So he can't condemn Jacob, but he also can't make himself look like the good guy in this situation. But he tries. He says here in verse 43, look, Jacob, these daughters are my daughters. These children are my children, and these flocks are my flocks. All that you see that you have is mine. 
Oh, that makes me so angry. And I know people like this. I know people that take advantage of other people and then say that they are the ones who helped those people by, you know, doing a favor for them or giving them something or something like that. I I know people who kind of act like Laban here. So this just makes me so angry. But he's basically saying like, look, first off, I gave my two daughters to you in marriage. So these are my daughters. And then he says, all these grandchildren are my grandchildren because they come from my two daughters and my two servants that I gave my daughters. And then he says, look at all these flocks, you know, you think that these are yours, but they're not, you know, these came from my flocks. So everything that you see here that you have belongs to me and it's mine. This is what he's saying to Jacob. Oh, Jacob must have been so, so angry at this point because God was the one who had given Jacob all these things. It wasn't from Laban at all. In fact, Laban had nothing to do with it because Laban kept trying to change Jacob's wages and give him less and less and less. But God, of course, was merciful towards Jacob and had given Jacob everything that Jacob deserved for those 20 years that he served Laban. But rather than talking more about this, Laban fully switches the subject. He's like, okay, but look, I'm the good guy. And now because I'm the good guy, I can't do anything to hurt you or harm my two beautiful daughters and all of these grandchildren. He's like, I can't do anything to hurt you. I'm not going to. In fact, you know what? Let's make a covenant between you and me. And a covenant would have been some sort of a promise. So he's like, let's make a promise between you and me and let it be a witness between you and me. So this is the end of what we're going to talk about today, but join me on Monday and we will discuss the covenant or the promise that Laban and Jacob make together. And we'll also finish up Genesis chapter 31 with that as well. And we'll also get into some really, um, unique passages in the next few chapters of Genesis. And also, Joseph's story is coming up soon. So stay tuned for that, because that's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I'm going to have a lot of fun talking about Joseph. But friends, thank you so much for tuning in this morning. I appreciate all of you. And I do want to encourage you to go to my website and take a look at the blog post I have up for tomorrow morning. Of course, you can't see it yet. It will be up tomorrow morning. But if you subscribe today, you will get that in your inbox tomorrow morning. I do my best to try to um, get a blog post done every Saturday morning, and I do have one done for tomorrow. That being said, I encourage you to subscribe to my website at www.p40ministries.com. But faithful listeners, I'm going to ask that you have a wonderful weekend. Happy listening, and God bless.